Hello everybody and welcome and this is the Midnight McBride Show and this is episode 14 and I've called this show Return of the Mac. Now if you're wondering why it's because my guest this week is Jade Mac. Hello Jade. Hello, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So we've actually finally made this happen Jade because it's been a comedy of errors trying to get you into the studio and we've made yeah. it. Yeah. How are you doing? Very good, yeah. Yeah, how are you yeah. coping with lockdown and everything else? Uh, it's not been too bad for me. Um, I can work from home, um, so I've just kind of, um, it's not really affected me that much. No, this, they say yeah. you need to, you should really have a look at your life if, if yeah. lockdown doesn't affect your life much. And well, yeah. I don't I do not do pubs. I go to a restaurant yeah. but, uh, and I go to the gym, but uh, I don't do pubs, I don't go yeah. out, I don't socialise. And so it's had... A small impact on my life, but not huge. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I do, I do like eating out and stuff and going places. That's what I miss. But work-wise and other stuff, I don't really go to the gym that much. So no. I try to, but I just, uh, well, I just went for a steam and a swim and everything. But yeah, yeah. when they reopen, that's looking unlikely anyway. So I'm not going yeah. to be going back to the gym, you know, because yeah. I'm running outside and stuff. I don't miss the gym that much. That's one thing I don't miss. But no, well, it's not like you need to go, is it? Really? I mean, you. Oh, I try. I try. I said when you when you arrived today, I could have fit you in my pocket. Yeah, five foot. Everyone tells me all the time. Teeny tiny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pocket rocket. So today's show. <laughs> A few things first. I'm going to apologise about my eyebrows. I've had to self-trim for two months. I can't get them waxed. <laughs> Since I last recorded the show, we did episode 12 with Ben Atkinson. And that show, when we did it, I was nearly two stone heavier. So I've dropped a lot of weight in lockdown. I've been running like a madman. It's kept me sane, you know. Mm. I, I balance meditation, yoga. I, a lot of people put weight on in lockdown. I've yeah. actually been losing weight i've i've lost uh, a couple of stone and uh, been eating healthy and training so some good things come of it you've got to yeah. see the positives something you've got to find mm. the positives yeah you know? definitely yeah and also you'll notice i think you'll notice i usually have multicolored. it's random i don't match but i'll have a bright colored t-shirt on bright colored socks i walk in this office the studio and everybody's got suits on a smart dress. Yeah. And I rock up covered in tattoos with my coloured gear on and all that. And um, it's, yeah, yeah. I try and put as much colour into my life as possible. Yeah. You know, I, I used to wear a lot of black and white and grey. Mm. And now, generally, I wear bright colours and things like that. They say when you wear colour, it's supposed to uplift you a little bit more rather than black. Well, for years, I didn't wear red. I yeah. wouldn't wear red. I don't know what it was. I don't I, like red. I felt... I look like ridiculous in red and now yeah. I, I'm all over red. You yeah. know, it's bright, it's shy. I'm like, yeah, yeah get some of that. I'm I red. just think it doesn't suit me, red. No. I just, it, the easy option is black because it's like, right, black top, black pants, put that on and then mm. add a little colour to my shoes. Yeah. That's what I like to do. I, I like to look like a travelling circus, a clown or something, yeah. bright colours. and Get noticed. Well, no, not so much that as I feel good. I yeah. just feel good when I'm wearing bright colours. It lifts my mood, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Jade... The reason you're here today to talk about, you know, return of the Mac is how you put your life back together again after being an alcoholic or drinking very heavily anyway, you know, and and your life journey. So, you know, we, we were going to talk about that. Now, you've you've done the radio with me before. Yeah. And you did that so about 17 months ago when you did a show with me. And, and as we had a chat, 
a lot of the stuff won't be going on here, but as yeah. we had a chat before the show, a lot's changed since then for both of us. Yeah, you know, yeah, we've massively. we've moved on, evolved, and, and grown. But so we'll start off, Jade, with how we met. Yeah, and then we'll move on to Jade Mac UK, mm-hmm. Jade Mac, which is Jade Mac Design now as well, and we'll talk yeah. a bit about your story. So you came to one of our meditation classes, and mm-hmm. that's how we f- first crossed paths. And I didn't realise at the time, but then we, you know, we talked and stuff and I didn't know much about your journey initially but I became I'm always very interested to meet people if you see people that have maybe the life's been amazing Mm. and then it's a bit more amazing that's not remarkable for me it's not remarkable it's great but it's not remarkable Mm -hmm. remarkable is when you've been on your ass when you've you've been at rock bottom when you've been in the gutter and I actually literally have as I talked about I think on last week's radio show a friend of mine was going to work and he drove past me and I was asleep in the road you know that's that's mm-hmm. how bad I was um and that was drug related and alcohol and it's obviously it's a number of years ago but only when you've been to rock bottom and then you put your life back together again and return of the mac when you when you come back <laughs> twice as strong as you were before because what doesn't kill you makes you stronger that's remarkable yeah. yeah so your journey is remarkable you know so you started off and you're from Berry originally yeah. is that right so maybe tell us a little bit about that i know you're Radcliffe girl now but yeah. Not a Radcliffe girl. I just, Ooh, I, I just live there. I just, live there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just reside yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I went to St Gabriel's in Bury, um, and really, we started drinking when, not we. I, I was thinking of me and my friends then. I started drinking when I was in year seven, so probably about eleven, twelve. See, um, that's that's when you first told me that on the radio. Yeah. I, I'm quite shocked. Yeah, yeah. The that first is year of high school. We'd go out on a Friday and we'd wait outside a shop and get someone to go in and buy us bottles of Lambrini. There was only yeah. 99p. So we thought, yeah, we'll get, we've got six pounds. Let's get six bottles and get wasted. So we'd literally get like as many as we could and walk around with loads of bottles of Lambrini, sat there, drinking some, pouring them away, drinking some, pouring it away, pretending that we were pissed, drunk. Yeah. Um, so you started on wine? Yeah. 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 And then it ended up being, we learned how to save a bit of money then. So rather than keep buying bottles of Lambrina, we thought, what, let's spend get three a quid on Let's the, get a keg. No, no, let's, let's <laughs> spend vat. three pound on cider <laughs> <laughs> and buy 10 cigarettes at the same time. So we got five pounds spent. You used to be able to buy a cigarette on its own yeah, yeah. for like 10p or whatever, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I remember so that. Yeah. We used to buy a three litre bottle of cider for two ninety nine. 10 cigarettes for two quid and then you had like 40p for your bus fare home at night so that's that's what we used to do yeah and then put um, byron stingley on and come on and get up everybody yeah do, do you know that well, record no 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 oh what did we listen to um i, I have no idea now like r&b and um i think it was like emceeing back in when yeah. we was in High school. Used like, to I, even some of the raves I went to when raves, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There used to be a guy at the front yeah. going, you know, like MC. Yeah, we used to get speakers and take the backs of our phones off and wire the speaker. So basically, we used to break our phones to wire the speaker up to the phone, sellotape it, and walk around with a big computer speaker blasting music. That's what we used to do. DIY. So you you started drinking young and wine initially. Yeah. And then 
like everything, you, you, you're at school, you're drinking through your school years. Now, you became pregnant quite young as well, didn't you? 17, 17. Yeah. And what's your son called? Cameron. Big shout out to Cameron. You know, Cameron. <laughs> and Cameron now is 12, 13, 13. 13 in May, yeah. 13. You know, this is when the trouble starts, don't yeah, you? Yeah. yeah, he's taller than me now as well. So <laughs> he, he seems to think, um, well, I'm bigger than you, so I know better. No, definitely not. No. So you left school, Jade, mm -hmm. and then tell us a bit about having an office in a scrapyard mm -hmm. and working or setting up a, a wedding magazine, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always been full of ideas of stuff. Like I think that something's good. It'll be in my brain and I'll think, right, I've got to do this, I've got to do this. So um, I worked with my daddy as a local magazine and at the time, I'd got interested in weddings. Um, yeah. I don't know Did how you want to get married? Is that nope, why? No, nope. and I still no. don't want to get married. So any proposals, the answer will be no. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay, gents. Yeah. Um, no, I'd, I just took an interest into it and I, I don't know where it come from. Um, and then because I worked in advertising and uh, printing and magazines, I thought maybe we could do a wedding magazine. So I'd, I'd researched it, look, looked at all the other magazines and... At the time, there was a space in the market for a wedding magazine to another one to yeah. kind of come in. So I'd spoke to my dad and he didn't really want to do anything with it. So I thought, right, well, I'll do it then. And how old are you at this point then? You're like... I was 20? 19, yeah. I think. 19, yeah. I think. So this, yeah. is, this is a bold adventure for somebody yeah. so young, isn't it? To yeah. set yeah. off and start your own magazine. Yeah, so yeah. I and, knew... And just to be clear, this isn't... This isn't like online. This is a real physical a real, magazine like, that. Yeah, yeah. You, I should have brought them. Yeah, I've yeah, still yeah. got them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I decided, right, I'm just going to go for it. So I'd planned everything that I needed to do and how much I needed to earn and blah blah blah. So really, I needed an office. So I went and I had a look around at some offices, but there was just ridiculous prices, and it was just me on my own doing it. So. Uh, I told one of my friends, like, I need an office. Do you know anywhere? So he said, well, I do actually, if you don't mind walking through a skip yard. So we went to go and have a look at it. So I had to walk through a van breakers, yeah. go through two vans, which they just build the vans up, basically. I love this. In my mind, I've got the idea of you need to do a photo shoot for your magazine and yeah, you've got yeah. these people yeah, shifting well, past like... People uh, wanted to come to the office and I was like, uh, well, you need to bring wellies because you have to walk through a skip yard <laughs> and through a, a van breakers. So... I'd walk through there every day, saw the guy, this like really old guy who was just always sat there. I think he'd had a few cans in the morning, like saying, all right, Jade, every yeah. morning. And then walked up to the I'm going to use office. that for a promo clip. All right, Jade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so he, I went and had a look and they said, oh yeah, you can have it for free for a, for a while and then pay £40 a month, I think it was, or a week yeah. um, after so long. So I thought, right. So this magazine then, you actually... You managed to get it into on the shelves in supermarkets, yeah, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, that, that's Tesco. a big deal. Yeah, I loved it. I walked in, I was like, that's mine, that's mine. So it was like Tesco, Asda, Morrison's, um all the all the major ones. I can't Sainsbury's yeah. as well, yeah. yeah. So it was good, like just going into another town and walking in and just seeing my magazine yeah. there. And I thought, that's got my and picture in it. This then I'm assuming this sort of set you on the road to becoming a graphic designer. Yeah, I mean, I'd done it from as soon as I'd left school. Um, I'd always been good at art and enjoyed design. And 
I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So my dad had said, why don't you try graphic design, do some designs for me? And it kind of just went from there. So he'd said, you know, do these courses online, um, which I didn't really do them. I just went on the, the like the Photoshop yeah. and stuff and just kind of taught myself how to do it all, really. So on social media, you on Facebook, it's Jade Mac Design. Design, yeah. yeah. On Instagram, where you've got, Six slash seven thousand followers. Yeah. That is Jade Mac UK, which was called Sober Living UK. Yeah, yeah. And they set up basically to tell, well, certainly on Instagram to tell your story. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've been quite quiet on it for a while, only because I've been so busy. I think like sometimes with Instagram, people think if you've gone quiet, you're drinking or you're doing this or you're doing something wrong. But it's just because I've been so busy work-wise and building and growing myself. I think sometimes you need a break from social oh, media. Absolutely. It's a massive I, influence. On I what find you do. I'll have a project and I was teaching meditation and then I had to pull back from that because I wanted to do the book, yeah. you know, the first book. And then I I taught meditation again, then I pulled back from that yeah. and I wanted to do the video podcast and then I was doing the radio and, and I I and in between these Quite often I get overwhelmed. I, I You mm. know, I still struggle. I don't cope well sometimes. And I, I have to have a break. Yeah, yeah. I have to detach from everything. I just have a little bit of time to figure out what's happening and try and put myself back together again, yeah. you know. So it's it's not it's not easy, you know. Mm. I think you're like me. If, you're, if I have a project or something I'm passionate about, I give it everything and yeah. then I'm exhausted after, yeah, you yeah. know. So the forced break I had between show 12 and doing this show with you, although I wouldn't have chosen it, wasn't such a bad thing for me to have a little bit of downtime. You yeah. Know? So tell us about the drinking, because you start drinking 11, 12, and yeah. then you you did the wedding magazine, and then you're a graphic designer, so you're getting into your late 20s. This whole period, are you drinking this whole time? Yeah, I would. I'd, I'd go out most weekends. Yeah. Um, and and we're, maybe tell us where the tipping point was between going from having a pint on a Friday and a Saturday to thinking, I'm drinking every day and I've got a problem. I'd drink most nights. Uh, my mum would drink, uh, get a couple of bottles of wine every night and that would be like, oh, go on, I'll have some. So then that was me drinking every night because yeah. I was sharing it with someone else so it didn't seem yeah. like a problem, well, really. I think a lot of people do that yeah. when they're sat in front of the telly at home. They, yeah. as a Maybe as a family or with a friend or whatever. Yeah. But I always said for me, when I drank out, mm -hmm. it was okay. The problem starts when you start drinking in. Yeah, you know, yeah. Drinking in your house. If you yeah. drink socially when you're outside and then when you come home you don't drink, it's not too bad. But when you start drinking in the house, you're there every day, aren't you? You're yeah. there all the time. You've always got drink there. Yeah, you know, yeah. So. It becomes very isolating and then before yeah. you know it, it's just a habit. Yeah. What I found with drinking, drinking just facilitated for me, uh, I, dr I drank a lot and then if I took certain drugs, especially cocaine... You know, which I'll talk about openly now. I mean, it's too late. It's out there. Yeah. Um, but then if I took cocaine, it enabled me to drink mm -hmm. indefinitely. Yeah. Because yeah. I never got drunk. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd get a bit tipsy, but the cocaine would straighten you out and you end up with the two uh, sort of combating each other. Yeah, I'm yeah. a pissed, no, I'm coked up. I'm a pissed, no, I'm coked up. And you end up, you find this middle ground. You get very yeah. good at it where you have this balancing act where... I could go out and start drinking on a Friday, not stop drinking till a Sunday night, throw pints back, but I was never falling over drunk because I was having a leveller. I was always straightening myself out with cocaine. Yeah, yeah. You know, so for me, the drink, the biggest part of it for me was anxiety. Mm. I think a lot of people, if they suffer from anxiety or the maybe self-confidence issues as well and things like that, what they do is they drink. And then when you have a hangover, 
I, if I have a hangover, uh, I now drink very rarely, but mm. I still have a drink. Uh, maybe twice a year I'll have a drink. But when I do have a drink, the next day I have terrible anxiety. Yeah, Even if yeah. I've not drunk for a year and I just go and I'll have three or four drinks, the next day I have this feeling in my tummy, I can't shake it, I feel yeah. like the world's going to end. It's like this really heavy cloud over me and... And it's horrible. And I now understand why somebody would then drink because that'll go away temporary, yeah, but yeah. then it's back the next day. And then you're mm. in this bad cycle, aren't yeah. you? But anxiety, uh, yeah, I had terrible anxiety and I still do if I have a drink. Yeah. You know. Well, I, I used to get that. So I'd wake up and I'd be like, oh, I need to shake this anxiety off. I'll go and get another drink. It'll get rid of it. Wait, and hair it, of it, the dog, as people yeah. say. But because peop, cause I'd heard of that hair of the dog, I thought, well, it's got a name, so you're allowed to do it. It's not, it's not <laughs> that um, nobody does it. It's not just yeah. me. So that became more like, well, other people do it. So I'm not mm. doing anything wrong doing it, you know, like, and people say it as a joke, oh, hair of the dog. But I took it seriously. I thought, right, well, I feel like crap. So what I'll do is I'll have another drink to shake it off. And it did work. The thing with alcohol as well is in this country, you know, we, we talk a lot about ecstasy and cocaine yeah. and all these other drugs and stuff. Alcohol kills more than yeah, anybody, yeah. you know, from not just directly from, say, domestic violence or from being pissed and getting run over or being in a fight, any of those things from your behaviour, but health problems, um, coronary disease, vascular problems, circulation problems, any heart attack, any, any yeah. number of things from from alcohol. You know, yeah. it's the biggest killer. You know, it's... Uh, if it came out now, it'd probably be illegal. Oh, God, yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the reason it's legal is most of the country were addicted to it and the government makes a lot of money out of it. Yeah. That's why, because it's heavily taxed. Yeah. You know, same with cigarettes. If you brought cigarettes out now, they'd, they'd laugh at you. But yeah. for 30, 40 years, the, the tobacco companies had the best team of lawyers and wouldn't admit that it even did you any harm. These legal cases started in the 60s and 70s. It wasn't until the 90s they were actually winning the cases. And by that time, everybody's dead and you can't pay in compensation. It's, it's, it's just yeah. terrible what went on, you know. So, Jade, let's talk about, we know the situation you were in. And we don't need to go into all the details, but from what we've talked about, it was bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was bad, as as was mine. I, I, even with what some people might find shocking, some things I talk about here, I don't tell everybody everything that went on, you know, no. um, because, yeah, I don't think people are quite ready for how, how bad things were. Yeah, yeah. But let's talk about being down here and then moving in a positive direction. I, I love this. I'll just quickly say this. Wayne Dyer always used to say, it's never about where you're at. It's about where you're heading. And somebody say, yeah, but everything's, my life's upside down, everything's crap. But if, if things aren't good and you're moving in a positive direction, you're making some good choices, you're getting momentum and you're changing the direction of your life and you're moving towards a happy place, it feels good. Even though you're in a terrible place, you're moving away from it and mm -hmm. it feels good. If you're in a fantastic place, but you're making some bad decisions and you start spiralling downwards and moving towards a not a happy place, uh, a negative direction, then even though you're in a good place, you're moving away from it and it feels shit. Mm -hmm. So the fact is that because you change the direction of your life, even though it's a long road and mm -hmm. it's slow and it starts, you just small steps, then you start to feel good. You know, you're moving yeah. away from that. So how did you go from the position you're in to putting yourself back together? I know, I know for instance, counselling and, and meditation yeah. and there's, there's parts of it. Maybe tell us about that. 
I have tried. I tried loads of different things. Oh, um, I, I quote my book. If if you want to find the true, you've got to try the ten. If you're never going to find the things that work, if you don't, you'll try ten things. Yeah. Eight won't work. Yeah. But yeah. two will. But if you don't try everything, you'll never find them. So you've got to try shit. You've got yeah. to do stuff, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. No, exactly. That's my second shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm started swearing. It's still. Uh, so I've tried a few things. Tried counselling. Uh, yeah. Been to the doctors. I'd given loads of different pills. Been to a detox. Um, just all sorts of things, really, that people thought, oh, well, if you do that, that'll make you right. Been to meetings yeah. as well, different kinds of meetings, been to AACA, not been to um, the other one. If you have all the external help in the world, until you're ready to yeah. make change, nothing yeah. works. Only when there's like this spark, this transformation, there's yeah. a shift. Yeah. And, and at that point, then everything these outside influences, positive mm. influences, you let them in and they start to help. But until yeah. you're ready, it doesn't matter what's happening externally. I remember I went to counselling and it didn't do a thing for me because I yeah. just was not ready to talk about my problems and sure. Mm. Once I was, I started to repair, grow, heal, put myself back together again. But counselling only works when you're ready. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So it wasn't the counsellor's fault, it was mine. I wasn't yeah. ready. Yeah, so I tried a few different ones. They didn't get me. Uh, so after keep trying things, I was... I was quite isolated and lonely f throughout the whole thing because pe uh, people around me seemed to think like, obviously keep her indoors and she won't drink. And so really I was really isolated. So the only person I could talk to really, cause I didn't like talking to other yeah. people was me. So talking just, to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Which obviously will send you loopy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I still um, do it. I well, think, I, I yeah, do it. I do it daily. So yeah. I'm used to it now. <laughs> Thank God I do too. I didn't yeah. <laughs> so I, I come to the, after like a couple of years, because it went on for quite a few years and never really, I'd, I'd have like a few months and then I'd just be like, I'd go up and then I'd be back down and then yeah. nothing was consistent really. So I just kept, it just come to a point where I just woke up one morning. It was literally, I'd woke up one morning and I have, I'd printed a sign off, which is right next to my mirror. And it says like, hello, Jade, uh, look how far you've come. And it was quite, it's quite a motivational thing that I yeah. have just to remind myself every morning, don't give up, Jade. Yeah. You might be, well, you might wake up in a shit mood, but you know, be grateful that you're, yeah. you're here and you things around you. Do whatever works for you. And yeah. I think we're all going through life. Spend, I spent 40 years trying to find a sustainable rhythm, a pattern without the extreme highs and lows, yeah, yeah. you know, just finding this. And it, mm. it, it, 40 years before I even got anywhere close and probably realistically 42, 43 years before I actually found something, you yeah, know, like that. Yeah. But just finding peace, you mm. know, yeah. Tell us about medication. Did did you go down that route? And you yeah. Took, yeah. Oh, God, I took... I, that, I took Zopiclone for... Basically, you get 3.5 grams of Zopiclone and that's the, the dose, the normal dose they give you and they give it you. Doctors don't like giving it, you know, for more than seven days. You get seven days, that's it. And it's to help you sleep. Usually if there's been a bereavement or something yeah. and you're having real problems, they'll give it you. Beyond that, they won't prescribe it. I was on Zopiclone, prescribed 15 milligrams, uh, seven milligrams, sorry, which is uh, double dose. Buying them online, so I was having four or five of these tablets, mm. and I was on them for like I think seven or eight years straight. And the wow. doctors couldn't take me off them because clearly I, I tried coming off them once, and I I had severe nightmares, shakes, sweats. It was horrific. So I'm off them now. Obviously, I got off them, but that medication really and I'm trying not to swear, but fucked me up. <laughs> really, really fucked me up. Jesus. It's far worse than any recreational drug I've ever done. Yeah. You know, um, I was addicted mm. to those, you know. I've tried, well, I don't know the names of them all because they're all really yeah. long. I've, I've, I've had loads of things. Um, 
the most, the probably the most, not severe, but um, me, I don't, I don't know what the word would be. Would be, uh, I was on antabuse to stop you drinking and it, I think yeah. you can't just be given that loads of people want to get on it you have to be like assessed and everything by the doctor and they'd put me on it so um but when I was on that I thought oh I wonder what it is like having a drink on antibiotics let's just try it obviously I thought oh you know when you have anti antibiotics and they say don't drink I'd be like yeah. oh go on I'll have one so I, I tried yeah. it it was only a bottle of Budweiser and Jesus Christ there is no way I would do that again. My face yeah, swelled up yeah. and I, I, my heart was beating fast. I thought I was going to die. So, uh, yeah, I, I didn't drink on them after no. that. I remember somebody telling me, they said, if you have uh, magic mushrooms, don't drink alcohol. I thought, why not? Yeah, yeah, that's why. <laughs> why not? I need to know. Yeah, yeah. Let's just see what it does. It can't be that bad, yeah, can it? It can't yeah. really kill you. And being drunk on mushrooms is not a good combination yeah. whatsoever, you know. But did you know... When they originally, LSD, which is an hallucinogenic, which was produced in a laboratory, uh, not occurring naturally like some magnet mushrooms like mm. psilocybin and the like, but LSD, when it was first uh, made, it was tried on people that had mental health problems, psychiatric mm. patients, specifically suffering with depression, and they all stopped drinking and smoking, specifically drinking, right? Mm. They took LSD and everybody stopped. They didn't want alcohol. And I think they scared the bejesus out of... Uh, the powers that be, because yeah. they realised if everybody started taking LSD, nobody would want to buy booze anymore. And so it got shelved and they weren't even allowed to use it for medicinal purposes, you know, for, for research, yeah, yeah. for psychiatric research. It's only very recently that they've been allowed to start using it again for testing. Imagine having a drug that might have massive um, health and medicinal benefits like cannabis and then saying, uh, no, we're not going to... Well, you can try all yeah, these, yeah. the ones we produce in laboratory and the pills and the chemicals, but the natural ones, we'll, we'll not try those. We'll not mm -hmm. test them and see if they're beneficial. And we now know, like with CBD oil, that half of the UK is on it. It's massively beneficial for sleep and yeah, arthritis, yeah. anxiety, depression. So. Yeah. So, Jed, let's talk about Jade Mac on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I became aware of you, I met you at the meditation class, and then I saw this. And most people who have the kind of followers you have... Uh, they're on TV, they uh, are in the media, they may be uh, brand ambassadors and what have you. And you've got, like I say, it was 7,000, dropped slightly now, but many thousands of followers. And you just post pictures of yourself mm -hmm. and talk about your story. So that must mean there's a lot of people that draw a chord with it, that relate mm -hmm. to it, that resonate with it. So what you're saying must be helping people. Yeah, I mean, I was I was really active on it at one point um, and I was getting so many messages every day like, how can you help me? Uh, how do I do this? And it was taking a lot of time out of my day and not focusing on other things. So I took a step back, really. Yeah. But even now, I still get a lot of messages and people saying like, oh, I, I, I resonate with that. And it's just, it makes me realise, wow, because at first when I did set it up, I thought, this, I, it's only me. There's no one else like this. It's just me. Yeah. There's something wrong with me. And then I'm like, wow, no. pretty much a lot of the population, well, not a lot, but some of the population are the same as me. I'm not on yeah. my own. If you don't talk to somebody and sure, and this involves going out on a limb because if there's, everybody's got issues, mm. somebody has to go first. You have to be the pioneer. So you know yeah, what? Yeah. I'm not coping very well. I've got problems. Mm -hmm. When you do that and somebody else goes, well, I'm not the only one. Well, I have too. Yeah, yeah. And then you resonate with somebody and you find that actually we're all the same. Yeah. We're all, we've all got issues. We've all mm -hmm. got problems. They might be slightly different. And the reassurance that the way you feel when you know that you're not the only one, Yeah. that's a, a very, 
a very good feeling because you think, oh, it's not just me. Yeah, yeah, it's like a relief, like there isn't something really wrong with me and other people understand yeah, where yeah. I'm coming from and then you can speak more openly about it because yeah. someone else but, finally understands. But for this, when you realise you're not alone, that mm -hmm. there's other people like you, for that situation to occur, somebody has got to go, okay, I've got a yeah. problem, who else has got a problem? So somebody's got to go first. Yeah. And, and I think that's sort of how it worked with your social media because you started being very honest and open talking about your issues mm. with drink and things like that and showing that you know your daily life and how it's relevant to that and some of the struggles yeah. you know people related to that and that's why whew, you've got all these followers you yeah, know yeah. so it's it was i was shocked every day i'd go on i'm like jesus that's like another hundred followers in a day and i was like what's going on here yeah felt like i was insta famous at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well you could you could do this uh brand what do they call it now where you sell stuff yeah yeah I actually uh, i did get sent some drinks uh, um, oh perfect non-alcoholic non <laughs> oh. drinks but um i didn't end up trying them because when they'd come loads of the loads of the glass bottles had smashed so yeah. I didn't end up actually trying them, which was really bad. But I did yeah. let them know, like, obviously they've smashed. So. They, they call it being so like, a, you're like an influencer then and you're a brand, yeah, yeah. brand ambassador. That's yeah. it. Now, I've been approached three times to be a brand ambassador. The first time um, somebody approached me and just gave me some free products. And I thought, yeah. right, OK. And I tried them and they were awesome. So easy. Then... So there was no money involved at that point. It yeah. was just uh, an exchange for some products, you know, for, for sports, vegan sports products. Yeah. The next time it was sports gear, but it was all women's sports gear. And I wasn't quite sure I was going to put a spin on that. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know whether to put it on or what. So, so that did, on in the bedroom. Yeah, didn't quite work out. And then another company approached me and they do sports um, nutrition, etc. And they said, they'll give you a free watch and everything. But I, I don't think I've quite found the niche I'm looking for yet and what yeah. I'm looking for. But when I do, I'll happily do it. But I've, I've got to believe that it's something yeah, yeah. that I'm going to use and that I think yeah. is awesome. You know, it's yeah. got to be like that, hasn't it? Yeah, I don't think I'd do it if it weren't something that I would uh, use or believe in. I just don't see. No. It's just, to me, it's just, you're lying about it, aren't you, really? Well, yeah, that's that's why it's got to be genuine. I think yeah, yeah. you'd be sussed in two seconds if you weren't Yeah, genuine. definitely. Yeah. Like when people put them on, hey, look at these uh, teeth whitening things. Look at my teeth. and <laughs> Yeah, but you could do that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about teeth whitening and I... I got to the age of 15 and at that point I stopped going to the dentist, right? Because I had a really bad experience. There was a, a lady dentist, she injected the wrong side of my mouth, took a tooth out the other side of my mouth. Oh, it was wow. a bloodbath. It was horrific. So I didn't go for years. And then I went back to the dentist and there was a guy called um, Firth, who's not there now, but on Chollyo Road here in Bolton. And he was brilliant. He put some classical music on. He made me relaxed and calm, told me everything was going to be okay. And he looked after me, didn't just deal with my teeth. He made me feel comfortable. Yeah. And the first time I went in, he had to take a tooth out and it was traumatic. Right? You know, it was, it wasn't good. And, but he said, Luke, if you come and see me every six months and you look after your teeth and you do X, Y, Z, he said, you'll never have to go through that again. Mm -hmm. and I thought, okay, I'm going to have some of that. So then I started going regular and I said, Luke, everybody I meet, all these people, or some of the famous people I meet, you know, and I've, I've met plenty I've all got these perfectly white teeth. How does that happen? It's not an accident. There must be a way. And it's when they first started doing these bleach kits and stuff. Mm. So I bleach my teeth a lot, but they become incredibly sensitive. And I know they say it doesn't damage your teeth. I'm not buying it. I think mm -hmm. long-term use with bleach, hydrogen peroxide on your teeth definitely damages them. And they became brittle. I ended up with ch teeth chipping and things, you know. So I wouldn't advise anybody to bleach the teeth now, mm. you know. 
Yeah, I've only used these strips, the some Colgate strips, and uh, just after using them for a few days, my teeth become really sensitive, and I've got quite strong teeth as well. So I, I stopped using them then. I thought I don't want my teeth to be falling out. Not no, uh, no. not thirty years old. Yeah. Well, well, how old do you know, Jed? Thirty. Yeah, I'm forty eight. I've really got to start looking after yeah. these. You know, so I, I I do my best, but yeah. I won't bleach them again. I won't do nah. it. No, no. So Jed, we'll talk about Jed Mac design now and that's on facebook so this is your business yeah yeah and tell me about it what do you do for people Um, well i I do graphic design that's basically it's took me years to figure out exactly what it is that i want to do but graphic design has always been the main point of everything that i've done with um your actual jade mac you've done that yourself i'm assuming yeah yeah Yeah, because that's good Yeah, yeah i mean it's very simple but sometimes simple is the yeah. best, but it's these big fat bold letters yeah. and you look at it, it just and it's really and it's like, poof, that's me. punchy. Yeah. 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 Well, that's kind of what it took me ages to think of a logo for myself. Cause obviously that's, I'm representing myself, but at the same time, I just wanted it to be big, bold and there in your face. And, and I thought, well, it's my business is basically around me because yeah. people that are buying into me yeah. and what I do, my designs are me. So, yeah, I just thought, why not be Jade Macklin? Let's just go for it. Yeah, and it was yeah. just, I just typed this font up and it was just like, right, that's it, done. And yeah. I like it. <laughs> and it's easier to say than Jade McShane. Mc, right, I get mixed up with because it. Because the way it's really spelled. Bad. It's my last name as well. Yeah, the way it's spelled, you could easily pronounce it about four different ways, yeah, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, I get so, McKinney. Like McShaney. McShaney. Yeah. yeah, it's McShit. I don't know. <laughs> you said McShit. Right, I think, right, this is really bad because it's my last name i think it's mcchain but it, i say mcshane so it's spelled m c m l m small c capital c h e y n e so yeah. i'm pretty sure i'm 99 sure I, I want to say mcchaney mcchain <laughs> but i just say mcshane so then people get mixed up and say mccaney all sorts so yeah, Jade Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot easier for everyone. Write, if you did the, you know, the design, the logo. Yeah, yeah. Jade McShaney. Can need. you imagine how many emails I'd miss? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no one would get through. They think to it was junk mail, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, Jade Mac keeps it nice, short, and sweet, and uh, people will it. People will remember that it's me then as well. They'll yeah. link me to my name. I had a look when I have a guest on the show. I do a little bit of research. Obviously, I knew a lot about you anyway because mm-hmm. you've done the radio with me. But I had a look and you've no website yet, but that's that's imminent. You're yeah. working on that. Yeah, it's going to be... I'm quite picky with stuff like that. So a lot of people say, well, why don't you do web design? But it is, it's the same as graphic design, but it's not. So I've... I'm really focused on my design and growing that. Whereas I've done web design and it takes too much of my time, which I don't want to do. Yeah. So you have to be a mathematician to do a web, yeah, website, yeah. don't it, you? And I've I'm literally like back to back every day. So to fit web designing that as well is just not going to happen whatsoever. Yeah. So I just want to keep my focus on what I enjoy doing and what I'm good at, not web design. So I'm I haven't got a website yet because I'm I can't find the right person to bring my web ideas to life. Like I yeah. bring people's designs to Finding life. Finding something you connect with yeah. and they can see your vision. Yeah. So I don't want to rush them and be like, oh, I need a website to get it online no, now. No. If you're not going to do it. I did get someone design me a rough website, but it was shit. So yeah. I just thought, no, I'm not rushing into this just to get online. I've got a presence already. So for now, yeah, yeah. and I'm booked up, I'm fully booked pretty much every week. So until I find the right person, 
I've not got one yet. Which no, sounds no, really no. bad. I, I had a look on, and I think it was you shared a post. I think it's on your Facebook page, yeah. so Jade Mac Design. And there's a KJade. Yeah. And I, I glanced at that and I thought that was you and it was photography. Yeah. And I yeah. thought, my God, she's multi-talented, this girl. Yeah. She's now a photographer. No. And ironically, the photographs were of Charlotte D. Scanlon or Charlotte Scanlon. And Charlotte mm -hmm. is from Bolton Triathlon Club. And Charlotte did the Ironman. I think she did it the year after me. Mm -hmm. uh, so I know Charlotte, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and her pictures, she's heavily pregnant at the time. Lovely pictures. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So... KJ's a friend of yours, isn't it? Yeah, KJ photographer. Shout out. Um, yeah, it's my friend Katie. We've been friends since we were like two, I think. We've got a little pic we've got pictures of us growing up throughout the year. So yeah, yeah, she's a photographer. Brilliant as well. Really yeah. good, yeah. On your journey, getting to the back end of my notes now about recent things in your life. And mm -hmm. I believe you've now been diagnosed or being diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah. Is yeah, that right? Yeah. Um, it was, it was a bit of a shock actually, but then when I'd sat back and thought about it, it kind of made a bit of sense in a way. Um, I've throughout all my drinking, whenever I went to the doctors, the one he'd pointed out, the one thing you always say is you want your mind to slow down a, a little bit. Yeah. So I didn't think anything too much of it. So he's for years, he's been kind of trying to grasp what's actually wrong. Cause he believes I'm not an alcoholic. I was depressed and I got myself into a bad place and I self-medicated with alcohol to shut out all these feelings, which most people do anyway. So I'd gone, I'd, I'd like gone to see him again and he'd said, you know, I've got something that I'm really think is wrong. So I was like, well, go on then tell me. It felt like it was, I was waiting for ages for him to tell me. And he just said, I, I, truly believe you've got ADHD. You've got a week to live or something. I thought I was going to say something like, I think you're diabetic or yeah, something. Yeah. And I thought, all right. So he said, the way that you talk, you know, like I can't watch a TV program all the way through. If I listen to music in the car, I shut it off halfway through, put another song on. If I'm talking to someone, sometimes I'll be talking and then my mind's thinking of a totally different conversation. And then I start that conversation I don't shut up sometimes. Um, I said, well, you pulled up in the as car. I came this morning. You, you pulled up and I got in with you to show you where the allocated parking is, where to park and stuff. And as you got here, you got out of the car and you went, and I thought, yeah. I said, have you had a load of, have you had four cups of coffee or something? Yeah, and yeah, yeah no. 100 miles an hour. Yeah, well, that's what. That's what my brain's like all well, the time. Say, what's coming out of here is, is just translating yeah, what's yeah. going on in here. Yeah, so it's just going round and round and round. So oh. then when my mouth opens, it's like it all comes out <laughs> then. So and he he actually he said, um, I'm just sat with you for 10 minutes. Um, so because he's advised me off like And I need to go and lie down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he said 15 minutes and my mind's thinking, Jesus, well, she what's going on? <laughs> so he said like it's like a roller coaster and I, I never thought of it like that, but it kind of makes a bit of sense. So with the drinking and stuff, he'd basically said, you've self-medicated yourself because you want your mind to slow down. What works? What slows it down? Alcohol. So once you're drinking, ah, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's slowing your brain down. Well, it does it so and then it becomes a habit because you yeah. think well that works so i need my brain to slow down a little bit so i'm going to have a drink and it did work so and i'm not like promoting that but to me at the time feeling depressed and shit i wanted to get rid of them feelings but i also wanted my mind to be quiet just to quieten down a little bit and just yeah. be a bit slower rather than being yeah. like a, a racetrack so exactly in a, in the same vein for me 
I didn't feel good. I was unhappy and mm. I had lots of negative thoughts and this kind of thing. And for me, drugs just mm. switched my mind off. It numbed yeah, the pain. Yeah. Obviously, later I found there's better ways like meditation and things. But yeah. drugs was always about, I just needed to switch this off. Yeah. I couldn't switch it off. Yeah, that's what I was you know? like. Yeah. And that's why I didn't sleep. And that's why I overthought everything and I was depressed mm. and anxious and all of these things. So, yeah, drugs... I'm not recommending anybody take drugs, but mm. that's what they did. I took different kinds of yeah. drugs, but obviously I had to start taking more of them and different varieties of drugs because after a while, a lot of drugs, you know, the effects were off, yeah. off, don't they? So, yeah, you said the ADHD that basically it you drank. Like the drink, yeah, yeah, yeah. And drink slowed your mind down and, and yeah, yeah. same, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm currently, I'm not, I haven't been, because I'm an adult, it takes years for you to be diagnosed with it. So I'd actually said to him, does it really matter? Because I'm an adult now, you know, what difference is it going to make to me anyway now? Uh, but he said, no, you need to because they'll put you, they'll basically, he'll be able to give me the help or medication or whatever um, yeah. to slow my brain down without having to drink and stuff like that. But I don't want to be on medication and rely on that. No, so no, the no, way no, that no. I am now, yeah, it's fine if, yeah, I've got ADHD, that's fine. My mind is on overdrive all the time, but I feel that I do a lot of yoga. I do a lot of yoga. I haven't done during the lockdown because I've just not, I don't enjoy doing it on my own because I'm not the best at it. But I like yeah. going to a class, being surrounded by yeah. people and being told well, what to do. You see, I have a yoga mat in the studio here. Yeah. I do it here. On, I do it on my own because yeah. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, actually, yeah, I should I should yeah. do that really. But I only do four or five pauses and I just do them cyclical and, but it, yeah. it makes such a difference. Yeah, maybe I should try it then mm. on my own, but... Mm. I've not done yet. <laughs> but I, how funny, we're sat here now and I'm not taking drugs, you're not drinking. We're sat in this studio and it's learning then to do this with natural means, whether it's yoga, meditation or, yeah. or diet can play a big part yeah, in it yeah. as well. But can I just say, do I not make the best cup of coffee? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we have a, a Tassimo machine in the studio and we have... Latte macchiato, <laughs> and then add half a tablespoon of coconut oil. Uh, it's a beautiful cup of coffee. Yeah. Whether it was wise for me to give you that in hindsight, no, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's got me talking. Yeah. So yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. been too bad. No, it was actually really nice. And yeah. I don't usually put like I have white coffee as well. I usually just like a black coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, no, it was nice. I'll uh, I'll I'll have a look when I go what it is. Yeah. When we were saying about your journey and how you then start to move in a positive direction. A big part of this was your son. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I remember you saying on the radio that there was something that happened or certain triggers and you realised that he was the priority in your life and that yeah. helped you make some good decisions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was, when I did drink, it weren't to, I didn't think, oh, I need to go and get pissed or whatever. It was to slow my mind down. So when I was drinking, I just thought, well, you're doing this for you, like, well, not always doing it for me, but you was doing it, well, self-medicating yourself, I suppose. That's what I was trying to do to just stop it going so fast. But then as you're trying to do that, you're taking your eye off what you should be doing, which obviously was like making sure that he was all right. Well, well, he weren't my priority, yeah. I suppose. So when I even say that, it makes me just think, oh my God, you're disgusting. That's awful. It's, it's You just don't, you know, don't... Try not to loop back and, and think yeah, negative yeah. thoughts. The fact that you started, whatever yeah. this point was, when it was, you started making some good decisions, yeah. focus on that. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't really think that n as much now. Um, it's more like 
I, I really believe in myself and I think that's what has got me to where I am today. It's, it's evident when you yeah, walk yeah. in as well. Now you've got this, although it's 100 miles an hour, this yeah. lovely positive energy. You come in, you, you're shining and you look like you're ready to take on the world. Yeah, you know, yeah. So. I think the talking to myself every day is what's done it because I've tried all outside help, but really... Do you mean like only... affirmations? Like, I am this, I am that, etc. Yeah, or, well, or just generally... JJ Dickhead, what have you done uh, this for? Both, <laughs> both. Yeah, yeah. I say that a few times in the day. Yeah. But I think it's both really. Like when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I, I think about what I'm going to do today and w tell myself a few things about myself. Because when I were drinking and stuff, all I used to say was, oh, you shit, you this, you that. And everything was negative. So I'd watched something and it was based, I can't remember exactly what it were, but it was basically saying the amount of energy you put into negativity, put it into being positive and like all your, well, basically, yeah, all your energy into positive things and, and telling yourself good things about yourself. Think of all the things that are good about you. You know, you might just be like, you've got blue eyes. That's great. You've yeah, got brown yeah. hair. That's great. Yeah. Or, you know, little, so even little things. Being in an attitude of gratitude, being really yeah, grateful, yeah. appreciating what you have. Yeah. And when you're in that attitude, you draw good things into your life. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Well, I believe that as well. A lot of things, I was always like, I want this and I want it now. Or like, I'd... I'd want, yeah, I'd want things now. Whereas I've kind of took a step back and I've just kind of, I feel like I've, I've really chilled out, even though you probably <laughs> think so. I actually have. Um, I just yeah. take it every day as it comes. What what will be, Day will at be. time. Great lesson that a lot of people yeah. forget. If you look too far ahead yeah. and all the obstacles that are going to come up, it can be really overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. But if you break it down, and just wake up in the morning and think, right, what am I going to do today to get yeah. through to this evening? And just a day at a time, break it down into yeah. small digestible chunks. And then what's really nice as well is if you make it through a day and you have a good day, going to bed at night sometimes, just lying there and just thinking, today was a good day. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't always say that. No. So no. when you can, I look back and I think, there was no drama. Mm -hmm. I'm happy. I'd had some nice food. I've been for a walk. Yeah. I've achieved things. And just to lie in bed and think, Oh, yeah, have a good day. Yeah, yeah. You know. And then you can get Just do that every day. Next day, yeah. One day at a time. Yeah, that's That's yeah. the only way. If I think where I'm going to be in five years from now, I can't cope. You know? No, no, no. I mean, I, I have goals for like five years. I know where hmm. I envision myself. And because I truly believe it, I think I know that that will happen because if that's what I want, that's what I want. So that's where I want to be. So, yes. but I take it every day at a time. And what, yeah. what, like I said, what will be, will be. If some, if I have a shit day, it's a shit day. If yeah. I have a good day, brilliant. But I'm not going to cry over it no. now. Whereas I, before I'd be like, oh, and I can't believe I had a bad day. And it's also then at night pressing the reset button. So when you get yeah. up the next day, you start that day and you, you don't carry if you have a bad day, yeah. you don't carry that into the next yeah. day. And I like you, I'll have a five year plan and I know where I want to be and stuff. But if I if I look too far ahead, mm -hmm. the amount of obstacles and hurdles yeah. become overwhelming. So I'll have a five year goal and I think, so what can I do today to progress that? Yeah, and yeah. I still take it small steps. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So I'd just like to, first of all, apologize a little bit because for a long time I never swore and because for a number of things that happened at the end of last year, uh, a construction project did as well. I know swear again. I try not to, but I do swear again. And so you'll hear the odd chit and so on on the show. Uh, I hope it doesn't offend anybody, but I feel it's that's how I am at the minute. So I don't want to like try and cover that up, yeah. you know, so I'm swearing a bit. And I felt quite comfortable knowing that I'm not alone. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> I think I've said a few swear words as well. Yeah, offer. Yeah, more yeah, offer. Yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah. God, yeah. So, Jed, 
wonderful to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've loved it. My 13th guest now. Yeah. And I said, when I get people on to the video podcast, I choose quite carefully now who I'm having on. I select the guests who I think have got an interesting journey that's inspirational, which yours is. And it's also really nice to see somebody when you can see the shining and the, the you know, the floating, everything's going quite well for them. And admittedly, there's bumps every day, but you're looking great, you're feeling good and the energy you're giving out is great. And it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've, Thank you. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Good, good. The quote I chose, I think it's very poignant and relevant to what we talked about earlier and also about if your journey only when you've been at rock bottom and you then put yourself back together again it's remarkable it's that transformation that growth rather than everything being great for your journey to be remarkable then there has to really have been some significant change and trauma usually in that mm -hmm. you know it's part of the process. So the quote I'm going to read this week is from Pills to Peace, my book, which you've now got a copy of. Yeah. Yeah. In order to be the most improved, you have to start at the bottom. To be truly remarkable, you must first be truly terrible. This is evolution. This is progress. This is growth. By Midnight McBride. So, folks, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to listen to me on Salford City Radio, I'm on every Monday night at... 11pm till 12pm or midnight till midnight and that's 94.4 FM. You can buy my book in any number of places. The first book, From Pills to Peace, My Journey into Meditation. The second book is still not out. There's been various complications including lockdown etc but moving forward, learning how to glide, elevating yourself and propelling yourself forward using surrounding energies with zero resistance, with zero effort, in harmony with natural law. And then if you want to subscribe to this YouTube channel, you can watch this show. It's now going out weekly. And also you can look at me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. Thanks, Jed. Thank you. Thanks for watching, folks. And I'll see you next week. Shalom. Shalom.